Planting of the Apple Tree by William Cullen Bryant Come, let us plant the apple tree, cleave the tough greenswood with the spade. Wide let its hollow bed be made. There gently lay the roots, and there sift the dark mould with kindly care, and press it o'er them tenderly as round the sleeping infant's feet we softly fold the cradle sheet, so we plant the apple tree. What plant we in this apple tree? Buds which the breath of summer days shall lengthen into leafy sprays, boughs where the thrush with crimson breast shall haunt and sing and hide her nest. We plant upon the sunny lea a shadow for the noontide hour, a shelter from the summer shower, when we plant the apple tree. What plant we in this apple tree? Sweets for a hundred flowery springs to load the May wind's restless wings when from the orchard row he pours its fragrance through our open doors, a world of blossoms for the bee, flowers for the sick girl's silent room, 
For the glad infant sprigs of bloom, we plant with the apple tree. What plant we in this apple tree? Fruits that shall swell in sunny June and redden in the August noon and drop when gentle airs come by that fan the blue September sky. While children come with cries of glee and seek them where the fragrant grass betrays their bed to those who pass at the foot of the apple tree. And when above this apple tree the winter stars are quivering bright and winds go howling through the night, girls whose young eyes o'erflow with mirth shall peel its fruit by cottage hearth. And guests in prouder homes shall see, heaped with the grape of Sintra's vine and golden orange of the line, the fruit of the apple tree. The fruitage of this apple tree, winds in our flag of stripe and star, shall bear to coasts that lie afar, where men shall wonder at the view and ask in what fair groves they grew. And sojourners beyond the sea shall think of childhood's careless day and long, long hours of summer play in the shade of the apple tree. Each year shall give this apple tree a broader flush of roseate bloom, a deeper maze of verdurous gloom, and loosen when the frost clouds lower the crisp brown leaves in thicker shower. The years shall come and pass, but we shall hear no longer where we lie, the summer songs, the autumn sigh, in the boughs of the apple tree. And time shall waste this apple tree, oh, when its aged branches throw, thin shadows on the ground below, shall fraud and force and iron will oppress the weak and helpless still? What shall the tasks of mercy be amid the toils, the strifes, the tears of those who live when length of years is wasting this little apple tree. Who planted this old apple tree, the children of that distant day, thus to some aged man shall say, and gazing on its mossy stem, the grey-haired man shall answer them. A poet of the land was he, born in the rude but good old times. Said he made some quaint old rhymes on planting the apple tree. Welcome to episode 7 of season 2 of Animisma, All Things Inspirited. My name is Heather Louise, and I'm so deeply grateful that you found your way to my quiet, gentle, mysterious, mythical, forested corner of the digital realm. If this is the first time we're meeting, it is my honor to connect with you. I'm a spiritualist and an eternal student of mystic wisdom who lives in veneration of the earth. My work is deeply inspired by my Celtic heritage and tends to revolve around honoring and connecting with the natural world, Celtic myths and legends, and the gentle reclamation of personal sovereignty. I partner with story, poem, and song to create spaces for people to directly connect to nature, spirit, and self in ways that are authentic and true for them. As many do, I live as a convergence of blood, bone, language, and culture. My blood ancestors, those whose face I wear, 
traveled from Scotland and Ireland to the land known in the common tongue as Australia, where I was born into this life onto the ancestral lands of the Camaragal clan of the Aora nation. Like my ancestral kin, I too traveled across the world and, at least for now, find myself living in the high desert in view of some old mountains in the middle of what is known as the United States of America on the ancestral lands of the Ute, Arapaho, and Ocheti Shikawan, the Seven Council Fires. As a living Celtic convergence, my offering is one of connection to spirit and nature for all those who are also woven of many threads and who are drawn towards honoring the cycles of the seasons, the natural world, and all of its inhabitants, tree, flower, the feathered, the finned, elemental, animal, spirit, all. So to you, my listener, dear, dear listener, whenever and wherever you are, whether you are here with me in 2022 or listening from the future, I honor the spirits of the land that you are on and the land that I am on, and I gratefully acknowledge all who come in spirit form to be of support, to provide guidance and wisdom, and to hold us while we connect with the spirit of the earth and her seasons through these beautiful festivals. Thank you and a hundred thousand welcomes, friends. I'm so happy that you're here. The autumnal equinox. Release. Beautiful release. I had the honor of providing a wee little offering for the truly dear and delightful Jonathan and Dory over at Tree Speech Podcast for this autumnal equinox celebration. If you're curious to learn about the wonders of the sacred rot, a practice so necessary for the cycle of life and one undertaken at this time on the wheel of the year, I lovingly encourage you to head over to their beautiful podcast for a walk through an apple orchard and to contemplate the marvel of rot. They, like me, and I suspect you, are lovers of the trees and all the wisdom they hold, and their podcast is a sweet delight, full of sharings, interviews, and reflections. The equinox is a time of abundance, a time of preparation, a time of balance, a time of release, the edge of the bright leaning into the darkness, a time of celebration for the harvests of fruit and root. This is the second harvest, bringing the cycle to completion. The second harvest calls the animals home. Let us welcome the in and the out breath, the double spiral, the balance of day and night. Let us welcome the autumnal equinox. Today, we're going to settle into a little bit of the myth and mystery of one of the greatest trees. I really feel like I say it a lot, one of the greatest trees, and admittedly, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. And this truly is one of the greatest trees in all of our Celtic lore. It's the mystical, forbidden, revered, celebrated, Guardian, chieftain, goddess, tree of the land of enchantment, prophetic, eternal, namesake of Avalon and its endless mysteries. It's the apple tree. 
This magnificent tree could honestly be celebrated at every turn around the wheel of the year, and in some traditions, it is. Its blossoms herald love and the spring, its fruits the fullness of fertility, its juice the fermentation of the druids, its wood the sacred wood of wands and magics. The great magician Merlin was said to practice his mystical arts in a grove of apple trees. The fruit from this grove was said to yield prophecy when eaten. The crab apple, uh, the only native apple to Ireland and the British Isles, is ancient and thorn-bearing, its fruit feeding our kin through long dark winters and housing many a clouty. A clouty is a piece of cloth dipped in a sacred well and often tied to an apple tree. At the end of the cycle, apples are known as the food of the dead and were buried with people for thousands of years as an offering to keep them nourished on their long journey to the afterlife. The tenth letter of the Oham, or the Oam, the Irish tree alphabet, the apple is associated with youthfulness, rebirth, and healing. I know only a little of the Arthurian legends. However, I have spent my fair share of time in dream and journey space learning from the sacred isle and exploring the Avalonian mysteries. The little I know is that the Isle of Avalon translates as the Isle of Apple Trees or the Isle of Fruit and a land of eternal summer. Well, it is a land of eternal summer where the great sword Excalibur was forged, where King Arthur went to lay after being injured in the legendary Battle of Camlan, and where Morgan le Fay, his magical, incomparable sister of the light and dark, was said to sometimes dwell. Apple is a tree of the fae. Apples are food of the fae. And countless tales, like countless tales, <laughs> have been told about apples, fae, and the world of man. To cut an apple crosswise is to reveal a star inside. The five points of the medicine woman, the witches, the wise folk, the pentacle. It is a symbol of the womb, the goddess, and transformation. And it's absolutely and unequivocally a symbol of love, lovers, seduction, transformation, and immortality. The apple is, not the pentacle. What an extraordinary blessing this tree is. What a great and magical teacher, portal, companion, and guide. Blessed be this sacred tree. If you feel so called, I'd love to invite you to sit with me in contemplation of this beautiful being, the apple tree just for a moment or two. When you hear the word apple, or think of an apple tree, what does it evoke in you? Where does the feeling live or move through your body or your field? What memory does it bring to your mind? A tree, perhaps? The scent of honey-filled blossoms? The warmth of an apple pie or a piece of fruit that has fallen into a bag and been left there to rot in all its sacredness? Do you see the mists of the holy isle of Avalon or the sunset ablaze on the horizon? Do you feel the hum of your ancestors in your bones or remember a recipe from a time past? Are you able to take a moment to breathe in the blessing of this ancient tree that we have partnered with for hundreds? 
literally hundreds of centuries? Given how profound a being this is, and given this time of year, perhaps we together can take a moment to sit and reflect on our fruit that has now come to ripen, our fruit that is now falling to the ground, joining leaves and branches, herbs and insects, whose lives have completed and are now going to be digested slowly, deeply, and with natural intention by the mycelia that live in the dark worlds below us. These mycelia, great, blessed, mystical beings, will provide us with the nutrients we need for the next cycle. So my question for you and for me is what can we release? What can we release from this summer, from this movement? heading towards the darker, stiller times? What can be released that no longer serves us and that has completed this cycle? Perhaps an action, perhaps an idea, perhaps an opinion or a thought, perhaps a pattern that no longer serves us and can be offered lovingly to the ground. What can we offer into the delicious, dark and damp, sacred rotting that begins at this time of year. I invite you to take a few nourishing breaths, to feel into your seat and into your heart, and to perhaps close your eyes for a moment or two, to contemplate the release of all that has served you, the balance of the light and the dark within you, and the blessings of the apple tree, while I roll my little moon rattle around just for a moment or two. I wasn't actually intending on whistling. I used to whistle all the time. And as I was rattling, I was imagining all of you with me, all of my dear listeners, my dear kin. Whistling was once known. It has a great law unto itself. I won't get into it right now. <laughs> However, there is an aspect of whistling to the wind and whistling to spirit. And I did see in my, in my release at least, just a lot of the leaves that I've maybe been holding on to. And I was whistling to the wind to come and collect them for me, to partner with me and letting go. 
may you feel ready for the dark half of the year and prepare for going within and below as the balance of light and dark tips towards the long nights. I hope you and all you hold dear are eternally blessed by the sacred apple tree. In closing, may all that we do and say today and always be for the benefit of all beings. May we walk with integrity, honor, and grace. May we welcome our shadow forward in service of revealing to us all that needs tending as we walk in human form. May we never forget the passage of our ancestors, human and otherwise, that brought us into being, and may we honor the wise and well ones for their guidance and support. May we honor the descendants, all of our kin, and may we commit ourselves to guide them, love them, and resurrect the wild beauty of our shared home, this precious planet Earth. May we live our lives in safety, offered in service, guided by spirit. Thank you so, so dearly for joining me today. This episode was influenced as ever by the blessed teachings of Glennie Kindred. I so look forward to connecting with you for episode eight of season two. It's the third harvest and the final episode of this season with the ancestral celebration of Samhain. You can learn more about this episode, the Celtic Wheel of the Year, find resources and more about upcoming episodes at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash animisma. Aelin Areo's beautiful song and homage to our tree kin, Whispers, from her album, The Code of the Flowers, was licensed for use with permission from Jumpsuit Records. Animisma is brought to life by the brilliant Emily Osborne. You can learn more about her work at emilyosborne.co. If you'd like to hear more, I invite you to subscribe and to share amongst your community. Email subscribers sometimes receive instructions prior to the podcast regarding offerings, rituals, ceremony, etc. And you can subscribe at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you, friends, and bye for now.
is not a 